While the nation protests, Trump rolls back environmental protections. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. While the nation has been focused on widespread protests against police brutality and racial inequality, the Trump administration has been continuing its efforts to dismantle environmental protections. Last week, President Trump ordered federal agencies to bypass critical environmental laws in order to fast track projects like oil and gas pipelines, mines, and highways. The president used the legal authority he has for responding to disasters to declare an economic emergency that waives protections like those under the Endangered Species Act and the Clean Water Act. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said in a statement that the president's order was a direct threat to the environment and to countless vulnerable communities who are disproportionately impacted by the climate crisis. The move comes days after the Environmental Protection Agency announced a final rule narrowing the application of the Clean Water Act for energy projects. While the administration's moves might be aimed at speeding up projects, court challenges are certain, and Inside Climate News reports that critics say few developers or lenders will risk millions of dollars while the legality of those orders is uncertain. Lastly, on Friday, June 5th, President Trump signed another order allowing commercial fishing in a marine protected area off the New England coast which environmentalists say is critical for endangered right whales and other fragile marine life. The Hill reports that the 5,000-square-mile Northeast Canyons and Seamounts Marine National Monument was established in 2016 by President Obama to protect the biodiverse area where ancient corals, seabirds, dolphins, and sharks flourish. The protected area off Cape Cod was also a place where lobsters and crabs were harvested, and when it was created, commercial fishing groups objected some of whom unsuccessfully sued. The Washington Post reports that according to federal data, there's no evidence that the conservation area hurt the industry. Documents obtained by the Post showed that Trump officials omitted data showing that commercial operators generated only 5% or less of their annual catch from within the monument. But regardless of the impact on industry, Brad Sewell with the Natural Resources Defense Council says only Congress has the authority to issue such a rollback, adding that the Antiquities Act gives the president power to protect special areas for future generations, not the power to abolish protections already established. The EPA was found to have broken the law in its approval of the weed killer dicamba. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals invalidated the registrations for dicamba-based herbicides made by Monsanto and other companies, saying the agency substantially understated risks from using the products. Various environmental groups sought to overturn the EPA's approval because they said that herbicides can drift long distances, killing or injuring other crops, plants, and wildlife. The Guardian reports the producers of the chemical had argued that farmers could prevent drift of the herbicide by following directions and planting new dicamba-tolerant plants. However, farmers complained that it damaged several million acres across at least a dozen states. Offshore wind turbines that produce electricity have attracted opposition from people who say they're unsightly. 
but placing them farther away from the shore and out of sight requires floating the massive towers instead of building them up from the sea floor. Yale 360 reports that floating turbines that sit out at sea on buoyant platforms which are anchored to the ocean floor by cables can harness some of the world's strongest and most consistent winds. Despite being more expensive and harder to maintain, the New York Times reports a floating turbine was towed last month to join two others anchored in the Atlantic northwest of Portugal. Five other giant floating turbines have been operating for about three years off the coast of Scotland. Critics say it will always be cheaper to build wind arrays on land, and floating turbines have short lifespans due to marine corrosion. But advocates like Po Win Chang at the University of Stuttgart says they could be even taller than today's largest offshore rigs, perhaps with 400-foot blades and towers stretching nearly 1,000 feet into the air, as tall as the Eiffel Tower. Floating turbines of such dimensions could generate three times the electricity of today's most advanced land-based facilities, and being far out at sea, they have less of an impact on seabirds than a raise closer to the shore. And finally, June 8th is the UN World Oceans Day, and this year's theme is Innovation for a Sustainable Ocean. It calls for new methods, ideas, and products to support marine health. One method to keep our seas healthy is to address the tons of microfibers that end up in waterways from washing machines. Scientists have long speculated that microfibers, both natural and synthetic, may cause more harm to marine life than microbeads, which were recently banned in UK and U.S. consumer products. A new study from Northumbria University, released ahead of World Oceans Day, found that the tiny fibers that come off our clothes in the washing machine could be reduced by as much as 30% if we made small changes to how we do laundry. If European consumers did cooler, faster washes, they would potentially keep nearly 4,000 tons of microfibers from entering marine ecosystems, and the number would be even higher in the U.S. and Canada where larger machines are used. The researchers also found that high-efficiency washers released fewer microfibers than top-loading machines, and that doing larger loads reduced the number because of a lower ratio of water to fabric. But they advise consumers not to stuff clothes into washing machines. A correctly loaded washer should be about three-quarters full. Lastly, the researchers found that new clothes release more fibers than older ones, especially during the first eight washes. A study out last week by the University of Cape Town found that, surprisingly, the majority of fibers in ocean samples they collected were from natural fabrics, which theoretically would degrade faster than synthetics. However, many clothes are treated to be stain-resistant or fire-retardant, and that would slow decomposition. The authors say appliance and textile manufacturers, as well as detergent companies, need to collaborate to keep oceans fiber-free. That's it for This Week in Water. We'll see you next time.